0: Okay, Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue talking about faith tonight. We talked about faith um, last last time, and kind of started to define faith, Um, and we without getting all the way back into that, we we talked about how faith is not the same thing as belief. Faith is not what your mind believes about God. Faith is, is what the mind of the Lord knows about himself. You could say it that way. Faith is what the mind of the Lord sees with reference to reality as he knows it to be in His Son. And, and when faith is operating in your heart, um, that's exactly what's happening in you. It's nothing. Faith at working in you is nothing less than, nothing more than nothing less than the mind of the Lord sharing his view with you. And so faith, real faith, not, not, not the many versions of faith that we've um, created or uh, imagined um, with our own minds, but, but real faith, faith as, as God knows it to be, is something that is absolutely supernatural. Uh, it's something that does not exist in the heart or mind or eyes of the natural man. <clears throat> and uh, and I think we talked about last time how so much of the time what we, what we do as Christians is, is we try to know spiritual reality through our five senses, know spiritual reality through our natural minds. But, but spiritual reality cannot be accessed that way. That's just not how it works. Um, spiritual reality will never be touched with your hand or or seen with your eyes never not not now not ever eyes see natural things there's a different faculty yeah, i mean you may see or touch the effects of spiritual reality with your natural body but the things that are spiritually real are not experienced with natural bodies and natural minds and natural senses uh, but there is a way to know spiritual reality. there's a way to experience spiritual reality and, and it 's a way that 's far greater. I mean the natural senses are just the types and shadows of it. There's a faculty, there 's a sense that accesses all things that God has established and fulfilled in His Son. This is kind of the, this circle here represents Christ, life as it is in Christ, heaven as it is in Christ, fulfillment as it is in Christ, kingdom as it is in Christ, everything that God has done in Christ. And uh, that faculty is called faith. Faith, and specifically, as we mentioned last week, the faith of the Son of God. It's his mind, it's his faith. If we bring our old concept of belief in there, that sentence doesn't make sense. The faith of the Son of God. And that's why, generally speaking, in all the ten places, at least in the New Testament, where literally it reads the faith of the Son of God, it's it's translated faith in the Son of God. Uh, Because it doesn't make sense to us how our definition of faith, uh, which is beliefs, really, uh, how, how that could make any sense, the faith, of the Son of God, well, first of all, why does he even need faith uh, if faith is just belief? he knows everything you know uh, second of all, how could his beliefs be in me well that 's not what faith is, and there answers your question for you. Faith is a is a view, a spirit wrought spirit given view god 's view, not just any old view it 's god 's view god 's light god 's eyes and and that that view that light is given to you it's never from you it's never it never has its origin in you but it's given to you for you to walk in that light and participate in that mind and that faith we have the mind of Christ paul says and that faculty works in us to the degree to the measure that we give it room to fill our hearts with His light, His awareness. Um, and, and that's always the issue when it comes to faith. That is e- Every time, that is always the issue. Um, everybody says they want God to show them the truth. Everyone says it. Probably even, you know, agnostics say that. Everyone says they want to know the Lord. Well... Wanting to know the Lord is the same exact thing as being willing to live by the faith of the Son of God. And and to live by the Son of God one must be willing to see all things in His light. Well that still sounds pretty nifty and we're all signing up for that. But to see all things by His light one must be willing to lose everything that we call light, to lose the darkness where we hide. And, and, and again, I know that that sounds simple, and it is a simple concept. I know that probably all of us um, naturally assume that our hearts are disposed to the Lord in that kind of way. But I um, nevertheless submit to you tonight that the opposite is almost always the case. Men love darkness. Jesus said that. Why do we love darkness? We love darkness because our deeds are evil. Men love darkness because that's where we can hide in our own ideas. That's where we can validate ourselves. That's where we can feel like uh, our stuff has relevance or justification. Um, That's where we can justify our own understanding of God, our own understanding and view of ourselves, our own understanding of purpose. It all makes sense in the darkness. There's nothing of light to show it for what it is. So we're not really hiding there from each other. I mean, I'm not really hiding in darkness so you won't see me as much as I'm hiding in darkness so I won't see myself. That's where I like to hide. And it's true of me. I'm not pointing the finger at anyone. I'm pointing the finger right at myself. I'll tell you um, happily and and with uh, not pride, but with absolute certainty that I love darkness. I've seen that about myself. I, I, I love to assume the best about myself, and I love to hide from the light that would prove otherwise. That's how I work by nature. I love to hold tightly to the ideas that are the most meaningful to me, especially those ideas that have to do with God and things that are eternal. I love them because I created them, and 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 um, those spiritual ideas are the ones that I generally love. Love the most. And I know also about myself that I love to cry out to God for light even while I'm holding on to the darkness. I know that I do that. The Lord's dealt with me on that many times, very specifically. Jason, you are resisting the very thing you're asking for. I love to resist in my soul the thing that I'm requesting with my mouth. And, And we're all the same. And so you, you begin to find um, that in, in, in discovering anything, um, if we're going to discover anything by faith, if we're going to learn anything according to the light of the Lord, we have to we have to at least start here. We have to at least understand that this is where we are. We have to we have to begin to turn our hearts to the Lord. Um, you know, faith. Where does faith come from? Why, why, why is faith so rare? Remember when Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth? Um, what would make him say that? Why is faith so rare? Well, faith begins with the turning of the heart, and the turning of the heart um, has every bit as much to do with what you're turning from as it does with what you're turning towards. And, and um, you know, we, we can't really change ourselves, but we can turn. That's what we can do. That's where it all comes down to this thing that, that can happen in our heart. We can turn. We can turn from ourselves unto Him. In other words, we can recognize what I just described. We can recognize something of what we are and something of what we are doing. And we can face it. We can acknowledge it. We can hate it. And turn. That's that's that much we can do, um, and that much we have to do, or there will be no place in our hearts for faith, no room in our souls for the reality of faith. Faith begins with the turning of the heart, not not really the turning of the mind, not not even really the turning of the will. Although both of those things get involved. But the turning of the heart is something that it's difficult to describe. You almost have to begin to to experience it to um, understand how it is. Um, But you don't have to understand it to begin to do it. The turning of the heart begins with the knowledge um, that, that we are the problem. The beginning of faith starts in us with a recognition of, of, of our true situation. And scripture says it like that. That's the that, that, that same thing I just said. Scripture says it like this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of understanding. True fear of the Lord um, will start any heart turning. And that's true. A true fear of the Lord will make room in the heart for faith. And... um you know, I was thinking about this as I was typing up some of these notes. I was thinking about how much, how much do we really fear the Lord? Um, that's a question I think about a lot. How much do we really, you know, I, I'm already on a rabbit trail, but um, it's an important one, and, I, and, 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 and it's, it's, a, it's something I've been thinking about recently. How much do we fear the Lord? You know, here, here's a question that was coming to my head. Do you, do you think you know the Lord? I mean, really know him? You know, and, and the answer is always to myself. I hope. I hope I don't. I hope not. Paul says it like this: "Anyone who thinks they know does not yet know as they ought." That's a statement that came out of the fear of the Lord. It's a statement that came out of some real understanding. Um, do you think you're right about something? Or do you think that you are right? Not that you've seen something right, but do you think that you're right? You think that one day God will. Um, vindicate you, and I'm afraid that um, these are kinds of sentiments that that come out from not really, um, that that don't come out from the fear of the Lord. And um, you know, I was thinking in light of some recent events that some of you are experiencing, and uh, I thought to just just uh, tell you a quick story. There was a time several years ago. I was there was there was a guy. Um, that had nothing but bad things to say about me, and um, this is all going to kind of tie back in together here, but i 'm just on this little fear of the Lord tangent because faith is not a reality without the fear of the Lord. so here we go. There was this guy, and he uh he had nothing but nothing but bad things to say about me and 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 um and about my teachings and uh and he was kind of you know in my mind he was kind of a thorn in my side and uh and and, and and many people respected this guy 's opinion and uh, and on a lot of occasions, I tried to explain to this person um, what the Lord was showing me what the lord how the Lord was dealing with me and and in every case, there was so much misunderstanding and so much you know I was trying to tell him how the Lord was destroying me, but all he could see in me was this this person was um, pride and and, uh, and i 'm sure there was tons of pride but but somehow i, I just couldn't i couldn 't I couldn't make this person see the, um, the reality of what I had begun to see in the cross. So, um, so I tried to share faith with this with this man, and every time, and in several ways, this this particular person misrepresented, misunderstood, misapplied everything that I was saying. And in my view, at the time, and maybe probably still now, he did did some damage. Uh, to, 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 to with some people's lives and hearts, and 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 more importantly, to me at the time, he did damage to me. And in one particular um, time, in a, after a difficult situation with this person, I remember going into my uh, my bedroom and shutting the door. And uh, he he had said some things that were I thought were particularly untrue. Um, yeah, about me in the words that I, uh, I was probably hurt and offended. I I don't remember exactly what I felt, but I do remember that uh, um, I remember feeling like this is the first time that I actually feel like I have something true to say, and uh, and this is a weird thing to be going on. And I, I I I just started to to see the Lord, and and I felt like I actually had something real. You know, I didn't think I was the realness of it. I felt like I had something real to say. And, and anyway, so uh, so much misunderstanding and all of that. So I went into my room and I closed my door and I climbed into my bed. I remember I, I kind of crawled underneath the covers and I just began to cry out to the Lord. And I began to tell the Lord all this, all that this guy was saying. And, you know, trying to do that. Who is that? It's uh, um, Hezekiah when he gets that letter. Remember that story from that king who says he's going to wipe him out. He goes and spreads the letter out in front of the Lord and says, look at this, you know. And then God says, don't worry, I'll... Whack the whole army, and 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 I was kind of trying to pull off one of those things, and um, you know worked for him, and so I was I was just laying out all this stuff that this guy had said, and 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 um, and uh, and and all that was misrepresented, and all that I was seeing, and how true and real the cross was, and then I began to say to the Lord, Lord, I know, but I know even though this is hard, I know one day uh, you will vindicate me. One day this man and all who are um all who are like him will see that i stood for you and i stood for the truth one day you'll you'll show him what he's doing now and he'll regret it you know and you'll vindicate me in that day and then like this loud thunderclap in my soul the lord rebuked me it's like jason i will never vindicate you i will never vindicate your words or your life, or your stance, or your reputation—I have already vindicated my son, and there's absolutely nothing more that needs to be vindicated. And it whacked me like a ton of bricks, and I, I saw really clearly. I could see—I could see that everything. I did. This is what I saw. This is what. This is what. Not not just how dumb I was, but I. But I saw. I mean, I saw that too. But but I saw that everything that I despised about that man was something that I was, not something that I used to be, something that I am by nature. That's something that's still what I am. By nature, we are the same. By nature, we we are the same lie. We are the same misunderstanding, the same misrepresentation of everything. And By condemning this man, I was condemning myself. By seeking to vindicate myself, I was trying to vindicate the very thing that I hated. And, um, you know, Paul says in Romans 2, he says, Therefore you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge, in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. Um, for you who judge practice the same things. And it's like he says another place, and I think it's in um, uh, Romans nine, "Who are you, O man? Who are you?" And that about sums up how I felt. Kind of like the, the end of Job. You know, remember at the end of Job where he said, God says, "Who is this who darkens counsel with words without knowledge?" You know. <laughs> and, uh, and that's a good question that's a good question to ask myself at the time. Who am I? that that was really that cuz the answer to that question will determine whether faith has room in your soul to increase i mean I, that's so true who am i you know who am i lord and then and then 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 if if you let the lord begin to deal with your heart he will every time lord who am i i am the lie that's who i am father i'm the lie i'm i'm the problem i'm the darkness this is the beginning of the fear of the Lord. This is the beginning of understanding. This is the beginning of turning my heart, the humbling of a heart like a child. Lord, this is who I am. Show me who I am. You know? and, uh, and, and it's with this kind of turning, it's, it's exactly with this kind of turning that room begins to be made in you for the light. It's this this recognition, it's this willingness to accept things as they are in God's view that begins our journey of faith. And at that moment, when we turn in that way, when we begin to turn in that way, not turn to change ourselves, not turn to fix ourselves, not turn to start over, turn over a new leaf. I mean, throw all that away. Throw out the leaf. Turn to realize what you really are. Then Jesus can begin to be the author and finisher of your faith. So faith then begins in us to bring the view of all things, his view of all things as they are in Christ. Faith begins to work in us the we looked at some of these verses last week, faith begins to work in us the substance of things that could never be seen, the evidence of things that were hoped for in the Old Covenant, things that had been hoped for and promised through prophecy and and psalms and and types and shadows both in the Old Covenant and the Old Creation. All the things that were promised, all the things that were hoped for, faith begins to possess them. Faith begins to work the reality of those things. Faith begins to show us what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. And we understand by faith, little by little, How how, how we can, as Paul says, look not at the things which are seen, but look at the things which are unseen. We understand by faith that all the things which are seen were made to represent the things which can never be seen. We understand by faith that our hearts have to be fixed on those things above and not on the things that are on the earth. Well, these are all just scriptures. But faith brings these things to a reality in us, not not verses in a, in a book. Faith opens up to the heart, an open heavens. This is what Jesus promised Nathanael, an open heavens by faith. Uh, it opens to our soul a whole new world of reality. With the coming of faith, there is the dawning of the universe of Christ. With the increase of faith, there comes the ability to, to to abide in that land, to walk the length and the depth and the height and the breadth, to possess the land. Lift up your eyes, Abraham. Behold, as far as you can see, it's yours to possess, yours to walk, yours to have. Remember, um, we uh, we were talking for... Uh, a couple of weeks, two, three weeks—I don't know—about about this word judgment and how, how how judgment drew this line. I didn't draw it through the middle of this guy here because it would have messed him up. But uh, in this diagram, but. Um we drew a line down the center of the whiteboard, representing the cross, and then and each side represented. There was the first, and there was the second. And on the on the left side over there, we had. And that list it changes every time I do it because I just different things pop into my head. But uh, there's all the things uh, of the first, all the things of the first man, the old the old covenant, the the realm of 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 flesh and and earth and types and shadows and promise and prophecy, and uh, and on the on the other side of the line. Um, there's, there's all the things of the second. And we, we have you know a new man, uh, the life, spirit, righteousness, kingdom. Um, and I put over here the two things it says in Hebrews chapter 11, things hoped for and things unseen. Because uh, they're accessed here um, in Christ by faith. And, uh, and so here's what I'm really trying to say about faith. Okay, this is, this is getting right down to what we need to understand and always, we always need to, to, to remember this and, and know this to be reality. Sight accesses, these lines here going from this, this eye, uh, sight accesses the earth. Sight accesses, it beholds, it, it becomes keenly aware of the things on the left side of the diagram. Sight does. And, and not just when I say sight, I don't just mean sight with your eyes. I, I mean when the scripture talks about sight, it's it's contrasting with faith, and so it's referring to all your natural faculties, sight, you know, um, all, all your physical senses. So, so the, the, the old, the first, the dead, the things of the earth, these are accessed by faith, by uh, by sight, by sight. But the new the second, the living, the things of the heavens where you have been raised up and seated, Paul tells us, the things that have been finished in Christ, the things that are but now in Christ, that the apostles are all all telling us, these things are accessed by faith. Now notice I didn't say these things are believed in by faith because that's not what faith does and that's not what faith is. I'm talking about... I'm not talking about what you may happen to believe in. I'm not talking what somebody over here thinks is true about these things. Honestly, in that sense, and this could be twisted to mean something I don't mean, but I don't care, I'm going to say it anyway, it doesn't really matter what you believe in. In a very real sense, it's irrelevant. What matters is what faith has apprehended, what faith has seen. And faith as it functions in your soul, as it becomes a reality in your soul, well, then, of course, it will shape beliefs. It has an effect on your mind. And it will also destroy various beliefs. But without faith, your beliefs are just your beliefs. Do you understand the difference? Without faith, you're believing what you're believing, and so is the guy down the road, and who's right and who's wrong. Faith tells the difference. Faith accesses what beliefs can only guess about until beliefs are shaped and molded by faith. Without faith, man's beliefs correspond to the things that man wants to be true. So I'm not talking about beliefs being accessed by faith. Good evening. Come on, have a seat somewhere, anywhere you want. Uh, I'm talking about a new life. I'm talking about a new realm. I'm talking about a new... Covenants, new heavens, a new heavens and a new earth, accessed by faith. I'm talking about, I'm talking about you walking in the heavens, living, or you could say living in the spirit, or walking in the spirit, or walking in the light. These are all synonymous. They're all realities for the Christian soul. They're not doctrines for the Christian mind or verses in a Christian book. These are realities that are meant to be the motivating, liberating transforming, constraining, contr- controlling realities that become so real to our soul by faith. So sight, again, sight accesses the... Here's sight, I didn't label it, but these little lines here where the guy's looking that way represent sight and, and the other ones represent, represent faith. Sight accesses the things on the left... Faith accesses the right side of the diagram. And, and, uh, and even as, in the same way, as, as sight allows you to live in and experience the things on the left side of the diagram, so too faith allows you not just to believe that, that there is such a thing as the kingdom of God or righteousness or life or spirit or newness of life or things hope. No, faith actually. Allows you to live in and experience the realities of those things. So don't. um, The left side of the diagram. It's not. It's not like the present, and this is the future. Don't put time anywhere on this whiteboard. It has nothing to do with time. They have everything to do with light. The light of the Lord, the mind of Christ, the faculties. That uh, we are given through the amazing gift of faith. Um, you know, this has probably become pretty obvious to, to, to most of you already, if not all of you, that almost all of our problems in the body of Christ hinge on this issue. In other words, we claim to know the Lord, but so often we do not know him by faith. We claim to walk with the Lord, but we don't walk by faith. We claim to have relationship with the Lord, but we don't know what that relationship is by faith. We claim to be righteous because of the Lord. He's made me righteous or given me his righteousness, but we don't experience, as Paul says, the righteousness that works by faith. We claim to love the Lord, but then then we fall short of realizing what Paul says in Galatians five that circumcision and uncircumcision profit nothing, only faith working out through love. What does all that mean? Well, the problem with not knowing the truth by faith is that you think you know it by sight. Um uh, What I mean is that that, that ultimately what it comes down to is that we have an understanding of relationship or we have an understanding of love or or, or walking with the Lord uh, that that is understood by and defined by sight. We try to use our natural faculties and our natural minds to understand and experience and teach things that are only accessed by faith, by the mind of the Lord. We try to grow in our understanding of spiritual reality rather than grow in the Spirit's understanding of reality. Do you understand the difference? We try to grow in our understanding of spiritual reality rather than grow in the Spirit's understanding of reality. You know, we think that classes and books and natural experiences are how we grow in faith. But these are the ways that we grow in sight. And I'm not trying to sound. Critical. I'm not trying to be picky. I, I just I, this is just this is this is I, to say this is an important issue. is 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 a great understatement. We all need to face this. I'm not I'm not talking about someone else either. I'm absolutely putting. I'm talking about me. Everyone, not not this group or that group or our group or your everyone. I'm not just talking about what we should do. I mean, I guess you could say I am being critical, but I'm being critical of the Adamic man and a great deception that reigns in the earth, a deception. And, uh, and honestly, I believe that my words tonight or generally most of the time are much weaker than, than, than the words of condemnation supplied by the Bible for the natural man. I'm simply trying to explain something of the absolute necessity of faith. Faith is not optional in Christ. It's how you begin. It's how you start. It's how you're born by His Spirit. Faith is how everything that God has done is accessed and experienced. When these realities are not accessed by faith, then they are imagined in the mind, or they are counterfeited by sight in the natural realm. So, to say, again, to say that that's just a, a minor problem would be very, very wrong. There, let me say it this way. There's a, kind, there's a kind of life that we are familiar with that is not in Christ. There, there's also a place that is not in Christ. There's a creation that is not in Christ. And all of that was made so by the cross. Remember, the cross was the great division between all that God had in His Son and all that God put away in judgment, Okay, so there's a life, a kind of life, a place, a, a reality that is, that is not in Christ. And this man and this place and this life and this creation is accessed by sight. But on the other hand, there is a life that exists. There is an awesome life that exists, but one cannot access it, access it know it, except by faith. There's a place that exists. But this place cannot be comprehended except by faith. There's a love that is real, but it will never be known or experienced apart from faith. All these things are real in Christ. See, they're real in Christ. And what does Paul say? They're real in Christ, but eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered the mind of man. It never will. I will not see. Ear never will hear. Nor will it ever enter the mind of man. But, the next verse... These things are revealed by the Spirit of God. For the Spirit of God has been given to you, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit of God, that you might know, that you might come to know the things that have been freely given to you by God. I remember um, before I started to, to really have any idea what faith is, I remember that Christianity was, more or less to me, a collection of deeply held convictions and beliefs about God. Um, Christianity was the things that I believed about what God did and what God was doing and could do, what God is like, what God is going to do. Christianity was the things I believed strongly um, to, 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 uh, to be true about all of these different subjects. And I lived my life trying to believe the right things and trying to apply the right beliefs to all these different circumstances and, and situations. And when when a trial or a tribulation in my life came along, what I found myself doing in, in any um, painful situation or whatever um, is 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 that when I came to one of those hard things, I would try to have faith. You know, that's when you're supposed to have faith, right? In other words, I, I it's like I lived over here on the left side of the diagram, or at least I was this guy looking that way because I think I had been born of this spirit. I just didn't have any real faith. And I saw the earth. I saw the flesh. I saw man's ideas. I saw books that had words on them. And I studied the words. And I learned the words. And I loved the words. But I did not let the words become faith um, because they had no room in me to do so. So anyway... I lived kind of looking at and experiencing the left side of the diagram because that's where all my reality was. That's, that's where my, you know, that's where my um, identity was and, and my purposes and my focuses and, and you know, just whatever my relationships, my goals, they were all over there. But when something came along in, in, in the natural realm that, that scared me or, or maybe angry or insecure or shook me, um, then it was time for faith. This is what I thought. I think this is pretty common, and what I understood that to mean, um, though I wouldn't have described it this way at the time, but I, what I understood was that at those difficult times, I would do my best to to kind of lay hold of a uh, uh, of a true believing in something. Um, I wanted to I wanted to really get myself somehow to, to to believe in one of these things and apply it to myself over here. And um, so, I, at those times, I, I I tried to remind myself of the things that I had read, you know, the things that God had promised. I quoted the promises of God. Hey, ever, of, you guys ever had one of those books where just like, it has like the list of all the promises, you gotta look up the one that applies to your situation? It sounds kind of funny now, but I used to do that all the time. You know, like okay, He said uh, I'm not okay. I'm not gonna go crazy. That's great. That's good, because uh, there were times in my life where I felt like I was. And that's not even one of the promises, but it somehow made the book. Um, but, but I would, I would try to. I tried to, you know, um, I tried to cast my cares upon. I tried to cast these cares over here, you know, just kind of <laughs> throw them over there. You know, I, that was one of the verses I thought. And then, um, you know, I, I tried to trust my future. Uh, put just kind of put it over here and, and trust that it would. Just try to believe, man. Just try to. It's almost like the power of positive thinking. And that's the only kind of faith that I knew. And, 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 and when, I, when at last I, I started to begin to know and experience a little, a little bit about f- the reality of faith and how it works by the light of the Lord, by the revealing of Christ, by the renewing of the mind, whatever, whatever language you like to use, Every, everything everything changed dramatically first of all, faith is, is no longer my ideas and my convictions about things. Faith was the lord's perspective that I began to participate in i didn 't have to muster up anything it wasn't mine to muster it was his to share. Faith was something bigger than my mind it was more real than my beliefs but even beyond that, true faith was not just something that I applied to a situation faith wasn't 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 It's supposed to be my response to a circumstance. Faith was a light, a light that I I started to to, to be able to walk in. It was a a view that began to shape me, shape my heart, and transform my soul with, with or without a difficult circumstance in the natural realm. Faith was defining circumstances in my heart before I ever got to the circumstance. You see, faith was... Was, was changing my world before the world ever touched before the world ever, ever scared me again. You see? I, 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 I didn't need to call faith down from heaven when, it, when, a, when a particular circumstance arose. I simply had to walk in the faith that was progressively increasing in my heart. It's like faith beat me to the situation. It outran me. It beat me there. And there it was when I got there. And there it was when it was over. See, faith is not a tool that gets things for us that fixes problems. Faith is the way that you and I, faith is how we are supposed to live. And we all know scriptures that say, that, you know, the righteous live by faith. Or, you know, the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. You know, what does that mean to us? What, it, for me, for me, most of my life it meant nothing. I'm sure I would have had something I could have said about that. That was ridiculous. But it meant nothing. You're supposed to live by faith, not just believe by faith. We're supposed to walk by faith. And that which the cross has established. So let me just do one thing here, and then we'll we'll stop and have a discussion time or whatever. But I, I want to just read this verse in Colossians chapter three, but I wanna I want to read it after I turn the diagram like this. Because uh, I think it might make a little m- more sense Colossians three one If then you were raised with Christ, seek that is literally be mindful of the things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God, Set your mind on things above, not on things that are on the earth, not on things on the earth. for wh- why? Why, Paul? because you died. As to that realm, as to that man, you died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. And whenever Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also are revealed together with Him in glory. Now, just to make something clear, when the Scripture uses the term above and below, you you mustn't think about location. Um, don't, Don't think about up and down or near and far or... Um, any of those Sesame Street episodes that you used to watch when you were a kid. Um, It's the same with the words heaven and earth, honestly, but the distance between above and below is the distance between Christ and Adam. It's the otherness between the living and the dead. Uh, It's not about two different places, it's two different kinds. And that which is below is that which is of the old. That which is below is that which is of the first, the dead, the dark. And that which is above is that which is of the new, the second, the living, the light. And when Christ descended in the earth, or as it says in John chapter 6, when the Son of Man descended from heaven, He didn't have to fly from one place to another place, you know, like Superman or in a spaceship or something. He only had to be, in order for Him to descend... To that realm he had to be born of that kind he descended into the earth by coming out of the womb of an Adamic woman and uh, he was born a man as we know Philippians 2 he submitted to the law and and um, was obedient under the law um, Anyway, that's how Jesus came down. But, but what I'm trying to say is that when you being risen with Christ, as it says here in, in Colossians chapter three, you have been. It says it in Romans and in Galatians and Colossians and everywhere you look. But if you have been risen with Christ, since you have been risen with Christ, in other words, when when we are brought with Him into this ascension that we read about, you you, you shouldn't picture yourself floating up into space with Jesus. Your body did not have to leave the earth for your soul to ascend. Above, your outward shell has nothing to do with whether or not your soul has risen and dwell, dwells uh, high above in the heavens it has nothing to do with being two places at the same time it has everything to do with your soul your soul not your body your soul leaving, breaking out of one kind and realm and, and being translated into another, Paul says, Colossians chapter 1, translated out of one kingdom, made to dwell in the Son of His love. Your body is inconsequential during this whole process, incidentally. I mean, I mean it stays put until it dies, and, and then it goes back to where it came from. Above and below doesn't have to do with the dwelling place of your body. It has to do with the dwelling place of your soul. Bodies don't go above. And all I'm really trying to say tonight is this. This is, this is simply, i um, make it real simple here. Faith, which is the mind of the Lord, given to you, wrought in you, increasing in you. Faith is how we walk in, how we abide in, how we live in the things which are above. Faith is how we're born from above, which is literally what it says in John 3.16. Uh, that... Uh, our John 3, in, anyway, in there, that when uh, he tells Nicodemus you need to be born again, the, the literal translation is born from above. Um, or as Psalm says, what is it, Psalm 87? Born in Zion. Um, faith is, is, is how we come to live above, how we <laughs> learn to walk above, access realities. Above, faith is not something we're trying to muster to believe that there is such a thing above. It doesn't work that way. Without faith, you cannot access everything that God has done in Christ. So, we'll stop with that.